Two worlds come into play when a person lives life. One is the clash of reality; it kills them so. The other is a world of dreams; it is the place where we escape to. For me, it is where I run off to, to think about her. When the two intertwine, all I can see is happiness in my eyes. But not all things in life are fair. Good things can come with bad. Happiness paired with true sorrow, the birth of life paired with true loss, romance with a broken heart. Yet, I believe the experience was worth it, my dear listener. As we share our drinks beside the flames, basking in such holy embrace, let me share with you a part of me. It is one. I am most proud of. Episode five, Mon Amour. Welcome to the Tempered Fables. My name is N. T. Clover. Come, sit by the fire. Let me tell you a story. Oh, there's the doorbell. My dream appeared, and my reality arrived. There she is. My lovely date, her peach eyes met mine. She wore a velvet dress that showed her slender figure, a lady of class and a woman of pride. Her dark hair flowed beyond her collarbone, resting out the cut of her fabric. Mon amour, I said to her as I kissed her cheek. She smiled in return. Never mind the scars across her arms; she was there to live her life, and nothing else. The Parisian lights welcomed us. We followed the sounds and skipped to the bright streets, the center of French nightlife. Our footsteps reflected our mood: light-hearted, giddy, young. Our feet were full of life, and we loved to show it. You see, she was a great dancer. The floor calls for her steps every time. Her favorite hall played the best tunes. In the winter nights of Paris, where else would you spend your night adventures than lighted streets and places with music? Every moment with her revealed a sultry side, especially on stage. All eyes were on deck to those red lips. It was a treat. She knew what they wanted. But she kept herself exclusive to me. I've always liked that. I returned the favor. Our hands met. People were whistling in anticipation, bowing. I kissed her hand and held her close. Mon amour. Sidney Bechet's saxophone filled the air, and our feet began to listen. The taps played out across the hall, and the audience watched us in awe. We danced to the piano, the brass, and the voices. People were watching from the glass windows. We were a living performance. I told her this, in French, of course. She flashed that devilish smile of hers again and kissed me in return. In the midst of the cheers and whistles, the men wanted to take her for a drink, 
whilst the women wanted to appreciate my dance skills personally. Showered with admiration, we ran out in glee, hand in hand. Not even the spotlight mattered when it came to us. Even a night of jazz, dance, and a lovely bottle of champagne, or two, could not stop her overwhelming energy. She would only share it with me. We took our personal parade to the center of the stone bridge. It overlooked the sights of Paris, its beloved tower in the distance, and the faint sounds of French romance could be heard. It felt like a postcard of the classics. The moon watched us, while she was skipping ahead, humming Petite Fleur in her lovely peacoat. I was absolutely enamored. Then I had an idea. Where are we going? She asked, as if she heard my thoughts. She had a slight smile on her face, and it caught me. Warm to the skin, I walked ahead in embarrassment. She laughed and followed, and off we went down to the midnight road. I stopped in my tracks. Did you hear that? I asked. She didn't know what I was talking about. Oh, no matter. I want to take you to my favorite place. I said, taking her by the hand. She nodded. Off we went to the top of the hill. The oak tree stood alone at the peak, basked in presence of the full moon. Our conversations flowed, and our laughs in motion intertwining. It was euphoria. I laid down beneath the tree. She danced to the music in her ears in front of me. It was her own performance for an audience of one. I was only observing, as if part of this performance she danced towards me. Her hand crawled to mine. It lighted my skin. I could see her scars in the moonlight. Oh, how beautiful it was! How beautiful our kiss beneath the stars. Her eyes shone brighter, and her breath followed. It was a lovely night sky, but sunny within our hearts. How could I fall for anyone but her? I smiled to myself and stared at the stars. I thanked the all-seeing that this was not a dream. After a while, I noticed something. Is it normal for her warmth to fade? I opened my eyes and I looked at her. She was sitting up on a chair. Where did the chair come from? Her hand was still on mine, but it was numb. Our hearts were close at first, but the pulses became quieter. Who would have known that? That was the last one. Hey. No voice came out. Lay down with me. I tried to say. She kept staring at me, the sorrow written on her face. What's wrong? I worded. She was holding back tears. She said something, but I could not hear it. Keep holding me. Stay your touch on my hand. She would nod, but her hand would not listen. They were getting colder. I could feel it. 
Her scars were pulsing. Don't leave me behind, I would say. I said it again. There was no sound. She's fading away. Why is that? What's happening? I shuddered into reality. Not out of the cold of the bed, but an uncertain fear. I'd rather not know, but the muffled sound answered me regardless. The tubes ran through my arms, and the mask revealed itself on my face. The monitor line continued. There, holding my hand, sat the same woman, crying. She had a slight smile on her face, and her peach eyes met mine. Darker they were, lined with wrinkles around the face. She had gray hair and faded red on her lips. Smiling through my breeding mask, I felt her touch for the first time in a long while. It was cold, but real. Mon amour. I barely spoke it out. She held my hand tighter. Even after years of jazz, dance, and countless bottles of champagne, she was still there for me. She was as beautiful as ever. It must have been an eternity for her. But time never cared, and I woke up to that thought. It has been a long time, hasn't it? I asked, slowly. Yes, she whispered, holding back her tears. The clock struck 11.59 p.m. Do I have any left? I asked. She kept silent. Her face showed grief. I understood. I held her hand with great effort. You were in my dream, mon amour, I said. We were dancing. Her eyes flooded. That was the last image I could take with me. My eyes started to give way. To the sound of Bichette, I counted my heartbeats. These were the seconds I had left with her. Only her touch remained. Two worlds come into play whenever I live life. One is reality. It kills me so, like a sudden disease. The other is a world of dreams. As I lived, there was only one constant. Her. She lived in both. She was all of my reality and my only dream. Thank you, Mon Amour. And that is the end of the tale. Until next time, friend, I'll be waiting by the fire. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. It was slightly inspired by a few lyrics that I've made quite a while ago and the movie Midnight in Paris, hence the uh, French in the title. (laughs) 
hopefully I'll be getting into this more often. There were a few, let's say, obstacles in life that were affecting me. But uh, look forward to the next episode. I'll still be keeping on with this. See you guys next time. Bye. The following songs were used under the Creative Commons license made by Kevin McLeod. Opportunity Walks, Parisian, and Shades of Spring. These songs can be found in incompetech.com. Sound effects were obtained from zapsplat.com.